Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. pieces of mail what another package i know <gasps> can can i do, I love can it. I do the big one sure this time? it's got the that wonderful brown paper yeah crinkles so good we'll we'll do that one we'll do that one second um i'm gonna take the sticker off of it because i know what it is i don't want to spoil the surprise for anybody what but uh Bobby Luke made some dice for one of our winners from the um the bake sale uh and they sent the dice in and also sent a little piece of art that they had made oh <gasps> Oh! Oh, that's so nice. So it's it's art for the inn that wanders, and it's got a uh, Alfred Hitchcock, no, yeah, quote in the middle of the of the door. What does it say? It says, "I pass with time from place to place, like time return no more. Always a new immortal face to greet me at the door." Wander song, Alfred Hitch, not Hitchcock. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All Whoops. three quarters of I I, I even fact checked that with Megan and she went, she went yep, <laughs> and then, but then then she handed it off because she can't read like she was like yeah that seems right I can't somebody read. else do these words thank you very much <laughs> I have the ability to read I just did it last time and I wanted somebody else to get the <laughs> hands and you said oh, it was Alfred and I looked down and I got as far as. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and your brain, your brain went, certainly there's more to this word. Yeah. I just saw Alfred and I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> you got this. Megan can read. She just doesn't want to read on command. Really? <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Uh, and the, this is the other baggage. This comes from Mother of Cats. Uh, this was special delivered. So I, I know what it is, but I'm going to let Jake open it um, so that everyone can, can see it together. Oh, all right. It's it heavy. Is a, yeah, it is a two foot by two foot. Almost like a picture frame. It's heavy and it's well taped. Yeah. Task, get your grubby hands off this. Who invited you? No, I'm helping. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> that is insane. Is that stained glass? It is yeah. stained glass. It is our logo in stained glass. Uh, and this was done oh by Newfound Custom Glass. 
Uh, and you can find them at newfoundcustomglass at gmail.com or on Facebook at newfoundcustomglass. This was a friend of Mother of Cats, and she said that she was able to help out a friend who just started a new business um, in addition to giving us something nice for the office. So we will take pictures of this for social media, and we'll post it on the Discord as well. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Thank you so much. It's, it's in like beautiful. a welded frame. Yeah. It's so cool. Where are we going to put it? Jake's going to hold it right there. I'll, always. I'm always writing, rolling, doing everything with one hand while Just the other behind. hand supports this frame. That's the new Game Master screen. <laughs> <laughs> so you can still kind of see the players through it. So yeah, the studio is coming together. Um, we're very close to having it finished in the sense of the setup. And then we have uh, got a few more little things to to send out. But for the most part, this has all come together. So I just I want to thank everybody again who joined us for the bake sale. Um, those of you who got stickers, uh, we are in the process now of putting those cards together and mailing out those stickers. It's looking so cool. I can't wait for everybody to see how we've got it all set up so far. And we're not even done yet. Yeah. So, oh, so great. We're almost at a point, too, where I know Tass has talked about streaming from here on some nights. So, I've already moved my PS2 in. I'm I'm excited. Nice. I can't wait to show everybody all my stickers on my locker. <laughs> he has so many. And just a reminder, speaking of streaming, Monday, this coming Monday, is going to be Jake doing a music stream. Uh, so that'll be Monday at 8 p.m. over at twitch.tv slash show. We had a bunch of people who wanted to see how exactly Jake makes music. So one of the rewards uh, on our Patreon unlocked a stream where Jake is going to do just that. So. So, so please, with those of you who actually know how music is supposed to happen, don't please <laughs> be kind to me. Do you want to give us a preview? Yeah, it's. I think it's something a little bit like, doot 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 doot, and then there's maybe going to be a part that goes like, bum 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 bum, but that's subject to change. <laughs> I can't wait to hear where you put in your signature slide whistle. Damn, I wish I could do a good like slide whistle right now, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was like a toot. No, it's not. <laughs> Actually, one of the pre-recorded sounds on this, I believe, is a slide whistle. But I'm terrified that I will blast all of your ears if I play. Do it. Well, to go behind the curtain here. <laughs> now, now the soundboard's blinking, and I don't know why. Oh, no. <laughs> the 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 bit was gonna be that he was gonna play a pre-recorded sound, but now uh, everything's blinky. Wow, Jake, that was really great that you made that sound and not the sound that Rev put in later. <laughs> Aiden fucking Chambers. What about him? That's the kid. Well, you know Aiden. Yeah. hundred years from now. He was functionally in charge of Nash's holdings directly under Nash. He's a Mercury, or will be. I'll go get Mother Hen already and... Well, I'll let you give him a call. Wallace tells you he is at Witch Meadow Lake Campground in Salem, Connecticut. I had a vision. Nice. I was somewhere near the ocean, and there was a, a, a very tall tower there, and there were three figures. They had Aiden with them, and then out from the ocean came a submarine, and Nash was on it. And he took Aiden, and the two of them went back into the submarine. Is there any iron weapons on Mother Hen? You just start poking around in here? Yeah. As you start going through all of the different drawers and cabinets that Everett has tucked away in all of the spaces around Mother Hen, you get to a large cabinet, and you open it up, and for a brief moment you are startled because someone is staring you dead in the eyes as you open it. And very slowly... Margaret raises a hand 
to her lips. Jake, you have just opened up this cabinet looking for iron weapons, and Margaret has very slowly raised her finger to her lips and shushed you. I think my eyes just bug out of my skull. She shakes her head no. I very slowly shut the door again. (laughs) As you're doing it, she's nodding yes. Uh, Am I the only one who was looking in this direction? Yep. Okay. I'm going to go over to Tass and I'm going to tap him on the shoulder. I'm just going to gesture toward the cabinet (laughs) with my head and shrug. (laughs) What? I just still silently because I don't want Margaret to hear me. I just I just point at the cabinet and I give a shush motion. I guess I'll get up and go over to the cabinet and open it. As you start to open it, it parts just a little bit and a blade pokes out. I very slowly look over my shoulder back at Jake. There's a magic floating. I did a magic trick. You should close that. I very softly close it. The knife retracts. I walk over to him. I'm like, how cool was that? And then I get very close to him and I'm like, Margaret is hiding in the weapons chest. (laughs) Fucking what? I don't know. It seems like she's along for the ride and she doesn't want anyone to know that. Uh, I'm going to go back over to the thing. I'm going to crack the door. I'm prepared for the blade. Does it come? I think it keeps escalating. (laughs) A blunderbuss. sword now. (laughs) Just the silencer of a pistol. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) I just kind of lean my head inside of it anyway and go, I don't understand what you want me to do about this. Stop talking about it. Margaret, what do you think is going to happen? I think that Everett's going to take me exactly where I want to go. And if you tell him I'm here, he's going to turn around. Why would he do that? Why would he do what? Turn around. Because he doesn't want me to go. Why doesn't he want you to go? Because I've got two broken legs. (laughs) Yeah, but he also wants to save Aiden. You think he's going to waste the time to turn around? I think you get to go there no matter what. He might not want you to participate, but I think you get to get there. How about you just come out of the weapons chest? How about you come in here? I don't think there's room. I'll make you fit. (laughs) (laughs) If you tell Everett I'm here, I'm going to make you fit. (laughs) You are being unreasonable, and you are being crotchety, and I do not like the energy right now. Now, you are an adult. You are twice the adult that I am. So you come out of that fucking chest, and you have a grown-up conversation with Everett and the rest of this crew. You see her eyes narrow. Jake, roll manipulate someone. Okay. Eleven. She slowly moves the silenced pistol back into her holster. Fine. You all see Jake with his head in a cabinet (laughs) for a moment. And then the cabinet opens fully and Margaret appears. But she is a good two feet higher than you're used to seeing her because she is riding inside of this mechanical pair of legs. And they clump out into the room. And she looks at all of you. Oh, I didn't expect this. Does she not normally look like this? Um, No, not normally. I think this is a new development. I just didn't expect to see her here coming out of a locker. Oh, this isn't my hospital room. How did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, what the hell? What the hell what? I think I am not going to be siding with your reasoning for doing all of this, but... There's nothing I can do about it. So how do we want to do this? I just don't want Everett to know I'm here. Everett's got to know you're here. You owe it to him. Why? Because you are both trying to rectify a situation that you were both there at the genesis of. You are 
invariably on the same side of this issue and you want the same thing and whether to the same degree that they used to be your fates are intertwined everett deserves to know this fine and she turns on her robotic legs and she heads forward into the cockpit opening the door and then shutting it behind her man she must be tunnel visioned if she doesn't even ask who kim is or what she's doing here Yeah, I felt like at some point I should have probably introduced myself, but also it seemed like a really awkward moment to do that. Yeah, I would wait until she gets back and is hopefully cooled down a little bit. I think if I think she was going to lash out at any words that she didn't explicitly (laughs) want to hear. Is she normally this peppery? Um, I mean, I'd say no, but not like significantly less peppery than that. Okay, okay. Say she's probably usually... An eight, if that was a 10. Gotcha. Okay. I can deal with an eight. I think this seems to be just kind of a more intense situation for her. And the level to which it's like personal, I kind of get why she's so determined. Yeah, but she's got to be a team player like the rest of us. So I don't know what they're saying up there. It doesn't feel like we're landing or turning around yet. So that's good. I mean, I can't see a scenario in which Everett's going to turn this helicopter around, even if he doesn't want Margaret here, considering we have a very tight window to rescue Aiden before the Draugr abscond with him. Fair point. Yeah, like they're both stubborn and they are both prioritizing Aiden over their own safety or wants. So if she wouldn't prioritize Everett over Aiden, I don't know why she thinks he would prioritize her over Aiden. Yeah, maybe if we need to, we can sell this as we were hoping to find her and get her out anyway. Now we can do this with her with planning. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go back to the weapons chest and see now if I can find the things I was looking for while I wait for mom and dad to stop talking. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are able to find a couple of iron spears. Perfect. Who wants one? I got two. This seems like a task special for sure. I'll hand one to Tass. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Kim, Megan, spear. Oh, that spear has to be easily, like, so much taller than me. It is probably taller than you, yeah. Yeah, that looks that looks a little unwieldy for me. Megan, you want spear or you want me spear? You take spear. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you are all doing back here as the cockpit is uh, sealed up and a conversation is happening up front? Yeah, I would like to try to do another reading to see if I can work out the myriad future scenarios that we're about to go into. I would like to use my new move, I Can See Through Time. All right, why don't you remind us all how that works? Once per mystery, when you use your gift to see the bigger picture, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. Each hold can be spent to give yourself or another hunter key information which aids an action currently being taken and allows a roll with advantage. All right, roll it. That's a 12. All right, you get a hold three. Nice. So I think all of you just see me like sort of staring off into the middle distance and my eyes are flashing bright white like again and then a second time. And then a third time as I am absentmindedly shuffling my tarot cards, doing a spread, wiping it, doing another spread. And this goes on for like a couple of minutes. Is that uh, is that what I looked like when I when I did the thing with the eyes and the like the glowing? Yeah, more or less. Kind of. Huh. Cool. Um, I think I'm sort of antsy like like I want to be going up to listen to this conversation, <laughs> but I don't want to intrude like I'm just sort of doing that awkward little like almost tap dance of like 
a few steps closer and then no, don't do it and back. And yeah, I'm just I'm just worried. I'm worried about what's going on in that cockpit. Uh, knowing that the Draugr's can be like temporarily subdued with iron, is there anything in like these weapon chests or anything that I can use with my crossbow that are made of iron? Yeah, I think you dig around and you find like some old tent stakes that you could attach to the front of your crossbow. Rad. Okay, cool. Uh, so we'll say that you've got four of those, one for each corner of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> what about the rain fly? Come oh, on. I don't worry about that. <laughs> so as you're all doing these various things, about a half hour passes before the door opens up again and Margaret comes out. Well, it seems that Everett and I will stay inside of Mother Hen and act as the organization for this extraction. Since we now have a full team with us, he will not turn around to drop me off, and I will not leave Mother Hen. Okay, look at that. Compromise, we're getting the mission done, we're working together. I love this. She narrows her eyes at you. I love this. Well, I'm just really glad you're here. It's really good to see you again. Yes, welcome back. Who the hell is this? There we go. (laughs) Uh, I am... Picking up my tarot cards from the floor. I was kneeling on the floor for these readings and shoving them back in my pocket and walking over to Margaret. Hi, I'm Kim. It's nice to meet you. I've heard a lot about you. She's on the team. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. I'll give you the, the quick rundown. Um, we went to the future. Uh, we saw the fully realized version of Nash's plan. We figured out where we need to go to prevent it from ever coming to pass. And Kim was instrumental in helping us do that. But we also unwrote that future. So we brought her back with us. She was working with James. I see. Well, I do appreciate the help that you've given the team in the future. You'll have to tell me all about that. But as with all of our new recruits, there are some things that have to be gone through. But yes, we'll say she's on the team now in a probationary form. Nice. Thank you. Uh... Yeah, like maybe maybe this uh this extraction could count as some uh, uh an example of how I could be useful. I can see the future. I probably should have led with that. Oh. Yeah, not quite in the way that like I know Tass had visions. Kind of similar to that, but not necessarily tied to any kind of like chosen destiny. I just I can do them. I'll be interested to see how exactly this all pans out. If you excuse me, I'm going to go talk with Everett a bit more and figure out exactly what the plan is going to be when it comes to dropping you all off. Have you heard again from Wallace? I haven't heard from him since this note, and Everett said that you talked to him once before you left. No, we haven't heard from him again. All right. And she turns and heads back up to the cockpit. Speaking of which, we probably should try to reach out and coordinate what we're going to do when we get there. Yeah, I would say at this point you've got about a half hour left. It's about a two hour helicopter ride with Everett taking you directly there. I mean, part of that's going to depend on if we beat them to the campground, I guess, or if we're giving chase because it'll be one fight if they have Aiden and a different fight if they don't. Yeah, fair. I still, I just can't imagine based on what we've seen that they're going to be in transit back. You know what I mean? Like if they're not getting there till nighttime, they're, they're doing something unless it just takes a lot longer to transport somebody, maybe. Well, they can't exactly move him through the earth, or can they? Yeah, who knows? Not me. I don't know, because, I mean, you know, they don't, like, they don't become, like, incorporeal and move through the earth that way. Like, they move 
Earth, sort of. It's just not affected, so they might be able to take a passenger. Either way, I'm just saying, I assume we're going to spend a little time at these campgrounds. Well, if we're getting to the campground, then that probably means they haven't shown up there yet, which probably means it's a vampire fight. And we know how to do those, so maybe it's make a distraction, send one or two of us in to try and extract Aiden while the distraction's popping off. Depending on how many are there, it might be a matter of fighting the guard that's left behind to watch over him. It'd be pretty irresponsible of them if they just let him stay fully unattended somewhere. Yeah, fair. I mean, I could be the distraction if that's what we want. If we want to fly in and drop me off somewhere, if it's in the woods, I can just start setting shit on fire or something. I mean, when we get there, I can try and see if I can connect with these droggers if they're close enough or even the vampires at the campground and kind of see what they're thinking, what their plans are. God, right. After these last few weeks, like all that's out of my head. That's that's fantastic. That's a great call. Yeah, I'm trying to <laughs> get back in the swing of things, but... If I do it right, then that could get us some really good information. Kim, did you just see anything in your whatever just happened? What just happened? You did a lot of a lot of tarot. Um, I saw everything. I, I saw every possible iteration of how the next 24 hours goes. How many of them do we win? <laughs> God, I, I tried. I physically tried to stop myself. Um, I was about to say, I don't I don't know this, but we actually know in canon that Strom watches the MCU. So I probably have seen these films. <laughs> I'm afraid that I can't really give any concrete advice as to what we might be up against or what might happen until I actually get there and see which of the pieces start fitting together in what order, if that makes sense. Not at all, but I trust you. <laughs> I mean, you used to get visions. You get it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of. Mine were more narrow, I suppose. But but yeah, like I feel it. I feel yeah. it. All right, so we think we fly in. Megan tries to get a read on one or more of the creatures, and that'll help us figure out like where in the process they are and then that'll help inform us what we're going to do from there yeah all right well i'm just gonna make this spear nice and pointy in the meantime actually wait i'm literally going to use magic to enchant these spears if that's <laughs> if that's possible oh yeah 100 percent. yeah uh, we'll use magic all right i forgot that was one of them uh seven all right so what's your effect enchant a weapon it gets plus one harm and plus magic all right and what is your glitch um i'll, I'll do problematic side effect you okay. do with that what you will. All right. So they have a problematic side effect. It screams the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the problematic side effect, you've got two of these. We'll say you've enchanted them both. You get a sense that the magic, kind of similar to what happened with uh, Grandpa Tincher, that like the magic is rapidly aging it. Oh, no. So the metal, like it's real slow, but you see it start to oxidize a bit. Um, so you think that after too much time, these are going to rust away to nothing, but it's not super fast. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Everyone's up on their tetanus shots, right? I hope these weren't precious to him or anything. <laughs> I hope these weren't sentimental. We pan over to a photo of him and Margaret holding them at their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> there are engravings on these. Yeah, so we will say that those two iron spears uh, each did two harm, and now they do three with their magical bump. Cool. So as you all are getting close to the final destination, Everett asks for one of you to join them in the cockpit to kind of be a lookout because they're not exactly quite sure what to be looking for at the campground. I'll do it. All right. So, Kim, you go into the cockpit and Margaret 
gives you her seat and heads back into the rear with the rest of the team. As you're looking out of the helicopter, Everett's phone rings. He hands it to you and he asks you to answer it. Hello, Everett's phone. Who the hell is this? Who the hell is this? All right, fair. This is Wallace. Oh, hi. And it's very noisy on his end of the phone. Uh, every now and then you hear gunshots. Oh, shit. Okay. Hi, I'm Kim. I'm f- I'm from the IPT. I'm here with Everett. What's going on? You guys still heading this way? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I need you to tell Everett to hone in on the signal from this phone. You're going to be looking for a Range Rover tearing down the road, and I need you to follow it. Okay? I'm driving the Range Rover, and I need you guys to follow me because the things already came, and they already took the kid, and now we just got to catch him and stop him. Oh, Jesus. Okay, thanks. Are you okay? You hear a gunshot from me. (laughs) (laughs) I say, for now. I'm going to let you drive. We'll follow you. Uh, And I will will hang up. Oh, shit, Everett. Okay. Oh, wait, no. Do I not hang up? Wait, if he needs to follow the signal, do I keep the signal on? I don't know how the phone, I don't know how this works. I'm just kind of making up tech shit. I don't know. I assume he can follow it just by the GPS on the phone. I don't think the line's got to be oh, open. Yeah. I drop a pin. <laughs> I, I, drop, I, I share my location. You are able to tap to, to follow my phone. Fantastic. Yeah. And then I will, uh, I will hang up. Oh, shit. The Draugr already took Aiden. Um, Wallace is in a Range Rover heading towards the lighthouse. He shared his location with me, though, so we can follow him and hopefully catch up to him. He grabs the phone from you and props it up on the dashboard. You all feel that the helicopter stops its forward momentum pretty quickly and then rotates about 90 degrees and starts moving again. Kim, after a few moments, you spot this Range Rover bouncing through some back roads and there are two rvs chasing it with people on top firing rifles at it why don't you give me a read a bad situation as you are scouting for everett fantastic and i think i had a vision where i had this exact same phone conversation with wallace and it is uh cluing me in a little more to the situation at hand. I'm going to spend one of my hold to give myself a roll with advantage. And uh, for anybody unfamiliar, rolling with advantage is 3d6 taking the two highest. Thank God I did. A two, a two, and a four. Um, So that is a seven. All right, you get a hold one. God, I mean, it has to be. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed besides the two cars in pursuit of Wallace? As you are looking out ahead, um, you can see the road that Wallace is going down with these two RVs trailing after him. And about a mile ahead, you can see that the bridge that he is headed towards is out. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to grab the phone off of Everett's uh, desk and call Wallace again. Yeah, the bridge is out. Wallace up ahead. It's out. Uh. Out in what way? Like a up, like a ramp, or like it's just gone and I'm just going to plummet? Like gone and plummet, dude. I don't suppose any of you got any way to do anything about that. Uh, let me get back to you on that. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna poke my head out and uh, talk to the group. Okay, so the Draugr already took Aiden. Wallace is in pursuit, heading towards the lighthouse, but he's on a road and the bridge up ahead is out. Can any of you do anything? Can we see him? Yeah. Uh, I start making my way to the front. Okay. Is he on, is he on the phone? Yeah, he's on the phone. I'll pass it to Megan. I grab it. Well, Wallace, can you hear me? Who is this? It's Megan. Oh, I met you. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Not great. Okay, sorry. We'll do this later. Um, okay, so the bridge is out. Uh, I can I can help you get across, but I need you to trust me, all right? I know that's a big ass. We only, we only fought some Krampus monsters together, but 
you're wasting your time. I've lived a long life and I've trusted a lot of people with a lot more important shit. Just do whatever you're going to do and I'm going to keep driving. I need you to accelerate as fast as you can towards the bridge that's out. Gladly. I always wanted the Range Rover. I'm just going to gun it. Okay. So yeah, out of the front windshield of Mother Hen, you see this Range Rover pick up some more speed and very quickly close the gap between it and the bridge that has collapsed. As soon as it gets right to the edge, I want to try to use telekinesis to get the vehicle over the gap. All right, roll it. Ten. Oh, nice. Yes! All right, so hold two and mark one harm. Okay, uh, I'm going to have that harm taken by my necklace. Okay. And then for my two options, I'm going to go with you can fling something bigger than a person, and you keep it basically under your control. So I want to just get him over this gap and make sure he has a smooth landing. Okay. (laughs) So, really, you're kind of flinging him up as opposed to forward (laughs) and then keeping it under control. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm I'm controlling the descent. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody describe this to me. Uh, How many many barrel rolls? (laughs) (laughs) How many do you want? How how many loops does it... I I like to imagine that she goes, yoink, but it clearly kind of catches like more of the front of the car than the back of the car and so it just does like a full backflip on its way over this thing and then just like slams into the ground on four wheels on the other side and like starts to lose control and then he gets it back under control and keeps going wallace roll lock okay oh boy (laughs) do you stay in (laughs) were you buckled did you take the time to buckle (laughs) an an object in motion tends to remain in motion nine as you land, uh, you are able to re-steady everything. Uh, you had the forethought to buckle your seatbelt. And from behind you, you hear the satisfying sound of two very heavy vehicles hitting something. I look in the rear view. You do not see the RVs. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll pick the phone back up. That was very good. I owe you literally my life. Oh, I'm so glad you're okay. I didn't know what was going on in the vehicle, but uh, we'll uh, we'll meet up with you soon. Uh, how far ahead are they with Aiden? I want to like pay attention to the ping on my tape recorder real quick and see where they are exactly. They're pretty close. You imagine that because there was that ravine where the bridge was that you know they're going through the earth, so they had to go down and over and up again. I'm basically right on top of them, so I I guess I caught up to them over the bridge. On top of them, like they're in the earth. Yeah. Oh shit! We were hoping that they wouldn't be able to take him with them. No, one of them got like real fucking big, like 15 feet tall and put him inside its rib cage and then went down in the ground. Oh. Yeah, it was oh. wild. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, we'll see you soon. All right. We're heading for the Walden Preserve. The the what, Walden Preserve? Not not the lighthouse? I don't know what lighthouse you're talking about, but they're heading for the Walden Nature Preserve. Okay. We'll follow you or try to get there f- sooner. We'll meet you there. All right. I want to get my phone out and look up the Walden Nature Preserve. Yeah, you look up the Walden Preserve on your phone, and it is only maybe three miles away from the Witch Meadow Lake campground. Um, So it's still a good distance away from the lighthouse, but it's kind of on the way. It's a little bit of a veer to the south. And just from that quick search, you find that it is a 400-acre area uh, where they have got trees and ponds, um, all kinds of wildlife there. 
okay, I don't know why they're going here, but they're going to this nature preserve. It's like three miles from the campground. And I want to make sure to get Tass and Jake and Margaret and Kim and everyone in on this and let them know, okay, complete change of plans. They're not going to the lighthouse. They're taking him to this nature preserve. And oh man, Wallace said one of these things like grew super large and put Aiden in its rib cage so he could move it underground. But right now they're moving fast. Wow. Okay, so we try to, what, get ahead of it and keep in contact with Wallace to make sure we kind of sandwich? I think if we can get closer to there, I can try and reach out and see if I can tell what they're thinking, still kind of make that the plan. Great call. Oh, that's so good. Also, hey, amazing job with the Range Rover. You're incredible. Oh, God, I'm so glad it worked. I was so afraid that I was going to kill Wallace. What did she do? What did you do? Uh, I, the bridge was out, and I made this car jump over the gap. <laughs> it was exactly like Fast and the Furious 48. <laughs> 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 Still milking it, huh? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there's all this time left to pass, I wonder if they're like, if there's something they're going to do to Aiden there before they hand him off to Nash. We know that Aiden's gifted in some way. Is this a situation where they're going to like alter that gift or take it from him or something before they hand him off? I mean, I have to assume either way it's part of the plan. Surely they're not like scheming against Nash and just diverting to do something against his will, right? Kim, when you saw them show up with Aiden, did he look frightened? Did he look like he wanted to be there? As Megan asks you this and you think back about the vision that you had, he was pretty neutral, almost blank. He seemed calm isn't the right word for it, just absent. Well, maybe that's what they're doing here. They're doing something to take the fight out of him. Well, let's do something to take the fight out of them. Hey, that was a good line. Thanks. Star wipe. <laughs> <laughs> Tass is dead on the ground. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're all dead. <laughs> Wallace is trucking pretty good, so he's going to be there in like two minutes. You guys could be there in, you know, 30 seconds. Everett can try to get you there before him. He can try and you had mentioned if you could get closer. Do you want him to to buzz the area in front of Wallace so you can try to get a sense of them? Yeah, if we can get ahead of Wallace and get there sooner before they surface, figure out where they are, and I can maybe try to get a read, then definitely. All right, so as Everett tears past Wallace, uh, he lowers Mother Hen to the ground to get you a little closer to where you all believe the Draugers are. Megan, roll tune in. Seven. All right, you get a hold one. What is it planning to do right now? As you all tear by in the helicopter and Megan reaches out, she connects briefly with the mind of the Draugr that has Aiden hidden inside of its chest cavity. You get this feeling of excitement from the Draugr. It has spent many years with nothing to do. It's excited to have a task again because it has been many years since Nash has sent the three of them out to capture someone and break their will. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU, the Daily Planet's style desk, car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! Oh my God, he could kill himself! Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no, but Yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Ta-da. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination, and I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain, and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.